0: Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Hi, everyone. This is Tara Williams with the Mom Manual. I am here today with Tessa Romero. She is a coach for moms. Tessa's Instagram says, I help moms create a positive mindset in motherhood so you can be the mom you want to be. Who doesn't want that? Welcome, Tessa. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. And hopefully, we can start changing some mindsets just in this 30-minute podcast. I love this. I'm so excited for this episode. Can you tell everyone who is listening who you are, how you got into this, all the things?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Tessa Romero. I'm a mom of two young boys. So I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and hopefully there'll be more babies to come. Um, I've been married to my husband for seven years. So total family girl, but I definitely didn't start out with a great mindset. And that's probably one of my most common questions is have you always been positive? And no no i have not it's been learned um so how i got into what i do is i had a difficult childhood and that kind of led to my negative mindset about things i've always been energetic but i have not always been positive so that being said through my childhood my biological dad passed away and that was really traumatizing for me and then i actually grew up with a pedophile for a few years it was devastating for me and my mental wellness and it wasn't until, honestly, I got pregnant with my first son, my three-year-old, that I understood how powerful my mindset was about things and even just about healing. I can't heal. I can't let this go. I'll never get over it. And my whole life, I've been shamed. You're a shoulder, You're the only one still mad. You're this, you're this, you're this. And that's what shame is. And it, it took me getting pregnant to see that it's, it's honestly in my control who I am. And it's in my control what I think about all of this, and I just wanted so badly to be a good mom in my mind, like whatever I decide a good mom is, and whatever anyone decides. But I just had this image in my head of the way things could be, and what I truly hope to give to my unborn baby. Yeah. Um, and it took a lot of it took a lot of deep work, a lot of self healing, um, and that's how I created my coaching program that I do now for women. It's been. Almost four years of coaching women. And that's how I created my program is these are all the steps that I had to take to get to this place of understanding. I do not control my circumstances, but I do control what I think about them and what I do about them.
0: Oh, my gosh. I I love that. And you guys can't see Tessa right now, but she came on this podcast this morning, like yellow shirt. She looks like a ray of sunshine, just positive. We all need those positive vibes. So Tessa, you had a traumatic childhood experience and maybe childhood overall. Um, a lot of people would have taken that and you could go in multiple directions, right? Yeah become bitter. You can become a victim. You can become all these different things, but you really chose to take the reins of that and turn this into something beautiful. Tell us how you actually got into coaching. Yeah.
1: So I actually started out as a victim. I'll say that it it was 12 years of you make me mad before I learned, well, actually no one can make me mad. I decide to turn to anger. I decide to be mad about it. Um, and it took me a long time to learn that, but getting into the coaching side of things, I actually started with a workout community and I, my whole story with getting into my own business and all these things, my family was broke as a joke between my husband and I having a baby. I wanted so badly to be a stay-at-home mom, but we are short $400 a month. And <laughs> I, I, I just knew I want to be a stay-at-home mom. So I looked at all these jobs that you know, okay, I'll put him in childcare. And then once he was born, I just told my husband, I can't, like, I just can't.
0: Childcare costs more money half the time. I know. <laughs> I live in a really small town. So literally like
1: all of the wages that would have just covered childcare. Right. So reasoning in my mind that way, I just turned it into what am I good at? What can I do? What's natural to me that I can just make $400 a month. And at that time I was doing, um, training sessions over FaceTime, like with workouts. I've always loved workouts. Yeah, um, And then that grew into, I'll start a community and my community will be live workouts, challenges, giveaways, nutrition. I'll provide everything. And it's just 40 bucks a month to a full workout with me. Mm-hmm. And it's like personal training. And I still have something like that today, but I don't run my community anymore. But um, yeah, it ended up being a huge success. And we ended up making like $1,200 our first month. Amazing. And it just, it just showed me like, Oh my God, I can do this. And then I continued from there. But after running my workout community for nine months, I noticed why, why, why the inconsistency? Why is it that some people do that six week challenge four-week challenge win it and then not continue working out Like the habit should be there. So I, I did some deep digging and I, I realized that even in my own fitness journey, I don't work out when I don't feel good about myself. And if my self-talk isn't good, if my mindset is like, I can't do this. So I decided I'm going to create a program that just teaches women how to love themselves. And that's how my coaching started. It was knowing who you are, your mindset, loving yourself, and then all the nutrition components. And then from there, I ran that program for a year and I was like, something's missing. We really need to talk about shame and self-forgiveness and boundaries. So I reformatted my program, added those things in, continued one-on-one coaching, And I just did my third revision for my program um, and just extending the amount of time that we spend on mindset, shame, and self-love, self-forgiveness, and adding in things like journaling, just more tools. So my program that started out being probably 70% nutrition exercise, 30% mental is now absolutely 70% mental, 30% nutrition exercise. So that's how it started. And um, now I... I work from home and usually my husband has our boys. We're actually, it's our first week trying to babysitter. So experiencing that in my mindset about like, Oh my God, I shouldn't be working if and having to get a babysitter. It's, it's all mental. It really is. There's nothing wrong with my children being with someone that I trust so that I can do things that I feel purpose and called to do. Um, and that totally filled my cup. So But you have to check that mindset about it.
0: I love that so much. And I mean, of course, I I would assume everyone listening knows I'm the founder of Dreamland Baby. And um and you it didn't sound like you failed in your first venture, it just evolved. But it evolved, yeah. I think every entrepreneur either has multiple failures or they have evolutions of their business. They set out to do something and it turns into something different. And I love that idea of just being flexible and you know, kind of changing course. That's a side note though. I love what you're doing. I'm, I'm very into, um, personal development and I think it ties so much into that nutrition and working out. So super cool. You are, are doing like a community too. I mean, that's so important right now, especially as people are moving to work from home. I just think people are feeling very isolated. So I, I love this and I can't wait to dive into your takeaways. So the first thing you have on here is, what is your mindset and how to know what yours is? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So anytime I I specialize working with moms, so this is super easy for me to say mom related examples, but anytime you're trying to figure out, do I have a negative mindset? Do I have a positive mindset? You have to observe your thoughts first because your thoughts are your mindset about things and mindset in general, isn't our circumstances is what we Think about our circumstances, what you think about your baby waking up throughout the night or what you think about the pregnancy, what you think about your husband forgetting to take out the trash. Right. All of that is mindset. Circumstances. If you have a child with disabilities, if you if your babysitter calls and cancels, if um, your kids throw a tantrum in the middle of the grocery store, circumstances are out of your control. Out of your control. So the more time we spend trying to mentally control the circumstances, that's why we feel exhausted. It's not even that we're, we're not getting enough sleep. Although I do value sleep tremendously. It's we're energetically drained Mm -hmm. from mentally focusing on things outside of our control. So mindset is your thoughts, what you think about the circumstances, your perception and how to know what your mindset is, is Understand that you don't get to control all of your thoughts, not, not by a landslide, <laughs> but subconsciously you don't control your thoughts. And even consciously, you don't have control over all of your thoughts, but there's this part in your conscious mind that you do get to control. It's when I get to say, like, I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to say something nice to myself. I had that
0: choice. Positive affirmations that are popular now.
1: Yes. I can say positive affirmations. I can say I am statements. And I post a lot of mindset swaps on my Instagram. So if someone wants to use the um, might as well mindset, that's the conscious part of your mind that you have control of. And you get to say, well, I know I'd normally say this, but this time I'm going to say, might as well fold the laundry. Might as well just give him a hug when he's having a tantrum. Like might as well is conscious in your control. So knowing what your mindset is, is just literally observing your thoughts. If you say, I can't do that workout or it's too hard to work out around my kids or I will never be able to heal all mindset. And all of that's really important to recognize.
0: Yeah. And, you know, growing up, we always had on our refrigerator, this quote and said, if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you can't. And that's I think so, it's so true in life, but you know, as you're talking, I was thinking, I was thinking about that quote back to my childhood. I'm the oldest of five and mm-hmm. my parents always have said to me, that i am so uniquely optimistic and so i was thinking you know do you think this positive mindset is more born or can it be learned i think you can
1: be born with it but i think the most optimistic people i've ever heard of in my entire life have been through really hard things right so i mean even think about tony robbins like if you're familiar with his story he was living in a car before he like hit success so we, anyone I feel anyone can learn to rewire that your brain and the way that you think about things. If you're willing to correct the negative thoughts when they happen and the the self-doubt, you have to correct the self-doubt and say, that's not true. Like all of these things, we have to be willing to do that. Otherwise we're victims. We're victims of life, right? And it could just be my fourth grade teacher told me I'm always going to be bad at math which my fourth grade teacher did do that. And it wasn't until college that I said, if I keep telling myself I'm bad at math, I'm going to stay bad at math. Like I've got to think something different. So I told myself, I'm excited to figure this out. And I truly felt excited to learn it. And it changed everything, everything for me, but yes, mindset can absolutely be learned. And that's why That's why I share so many swaps on my Instagram. That's all my Instagram is, is swaps. But um, I make it, it's so easy that there's no reason not to do it. Because if it's it's too hard, I want you guys to journal and do this and this and this. Well, I can't do that. You know, I'm setting people up to have a negative mindset about it.
0: Well, I think it's so interesting too. Um, I think about my kids all the time. So I have four and um, I have a daughter who's nine, a second daughter who's um, almost eight, a son who's six and a half and a son who's three and a half. And my older three, I will ask them things or I won't even ask them, but they say things like, I'm the smartest person in the class. I'm the best person on my soccer team. I'm, and I'm like, I know you're not like, I'm watching the game. (laughs) the best player out there right but for some reason they think they are and and I've I've asked my other friends this I said do your kids say stuff like this like they have this extremely inflated view of how good they are or or, or whatever like that and uh, and and I've had friends some say oh yes like my kids say this and that and I've had others say no you know my daughter says she's really bad at math she's the dumbest kid in the class and like that might not be true either Um, I think it's so interesting if we're just as a mom, like I'm observing them and I will be the first to stand up and say, I had an extremely cookie cutter upbringing. I'm the oldest of five. We have the same parents. We, my parents are married still in a great marriage, um, grew up in the same house. They still live there. Like I really can't say at all I had any childhood trauma, but when I look at my own kids and I say, okay, how are they evolving and growing? And like, why did I turn out one way and my brother another way? And then I, I feel like so much of this goes back to the mindset. And as parents or moms, when you're working through this with your clients, a lot of it goes back to childhood, right? And kind of unpacking, Absolutely. maybe if there's not trauma, right? Cause somebody could be listening. And it's like, I just kind of had a you know, quote unquote, normal upbringing. Um, yeah. What are they unpacking then what are they looking for to it? Or is it more just that, Rephrasing the mindset, like you show on your Instagram.
1: So I, I, oh gosh,
0: imagine sure that's, that's a hard question. What I share,
1: what I share on my Instagram is the tip of the iceberg. I can share your mindset swaps all day, and I know I will still have a full booking of clients, right? Because there's a reason why they they feel they can't do it, you know. And that's where my coaching comes into play. Like if my tips and swaps help you, great, run with it. If you feel like you need more, that's why I have a program in place. So. When I coach my clients, what we're really doing in order to change mindset, you have got to know why you think the way that you do in the first place. Otherwise you're shaming yourself. It's because I'm a screw up. It's because I'm a failure and there's something wrong with me. All of that is shame. And if you shame yourself, which shame is a part of my coaching program, if you shame yourself, you will not change because you don't feel you're worthy of change. You don't have the self-belief to change. And that's all self-love. So shame is a very powerful human emotion and although you're right not all of us have experienced trauma we have all experienced shame Mm -hmm. and when you don't have connection and bonding and love and stability to work through that shame my teacher said that i'm a mean person and i just don't think that to be true about myself and your parents are like you're absolutely not a mean person i'm gonna like really talk to this teacher because that's not okay to say some kids didn't have anyone to tell when someone said something mean to them. Um, and even bullying in school, like we didn't have anyone to go to. And I mean, basic human needs is love, connection, and belonging. So when you don't have that, you don't have to have trauma and have shame. But shame and trauma are like two pieces of pod. So if you had trauma, you almost certainly have shame. And if you didn't have trauma, Shame is a human emotion. There's no way that you've never experienced shame because it's an emotion. Yeah. We've all experienced it. So it's it's more about like what happened inside of you when that happened. And you brought up a really great point about your kids are really confident. Yeah. It's not because they have like massive egos or they're so full of themselves or blah blah blah. It's not that. Yeah. All babies are born loving themselves. Uh, yeah. All of them. You were born, I was born loving myself little girl's confidence it's proven peaks at 8 years old which is so sad so that's, sad yeah but when it comes to like your kids feeling really confident other kids don't it's not i'm never going to say like oh my gosh it's the parents fault i would never say that but someone somewhere something taught this child you're not as great as you think you are mm-hmm. yeah and that's when it changes and for some kids they learn it at 1 year old for some kids they learn it at 8 10, 12, 15, like, and that's where the shame comes. You're so annoying. Like what, why are you like that? What's wrong with you? What drugs are you on? That's what I heard as a kid for being energetic. So I always tried to hide the energy part. Um, and it wasn't until again, like I'm married, I'm an adult. Like I want to be an energetic mom. Like I want that. So I had to bring it back up, but I, I really do believe that. It's important to nurture our child, our children's confidence and self-love and their self-esteem because the whole freaking world can put our kids down. They don't need to experience that from us. Like, that's not how we prepare them for the world. Totally. We we need a sign that says, um, like, what, what you got to read on your fridge. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. Like, yeah. we need that instilled in us. And my three-year-old will say, I can't. My legs hurt. Like, <laughs> and I'll tell him you can, you just don't want to, it's okay that you don't want to, but you can because it's mindset. And I don't want him having a mindset like that. So anyway, I hope that answers your question about oh, experiences does. matter.
0: And so I, I was thinking, this is, this is such a funny thing talking about my kids and they're like totally inflated egos because I will be the first one to tell you they are not the smartest one in their class like they're bright for sure but i know for sure there's a child in their classes that are smarter than them right so it's it's it's, i actually think it's kind of endearing so i was driving my kids to school and i said do you want to be the president of the united states this was during the elections and so my son my six-year-old son this is you know last year now so they're a year younger he said i can't because i'm a kid and then my daughter said i can't because i'm a girl (laughs) And then my second daughter said, yes, I will be the president of the United States. (laughs) So I just thought it was so funny when we talk about just like limiting beliefs or, you know, this opinion of ourselves where these kids are so young and it's my Lydia, who is a spitfire for sure. And she was always like, oh, I can be the president of the United States. No Mm -hmm. problem. Um, But anyone who's listening, I think that was, it's such a fun thing to ask your kids and just like see what they come back with. Um, okay. Tessa, let's jump into the next one. This is, I think, probably broad. So help us narrow it down. You're going to tell us how to know who we are. That's a big question. It is a big question. I mean, if you ask
1: like everyone listening to this, just ask yourself, who am I? And I'm willing to bet that if I just go based off of the women that I interview, I would bet that 90% Of the women answering this question right now and men whoever are going to say their roles i'm a mother i'm a wife they'll say their career if they have a career daughter sister friend child of god that like that's what we do we say our roles right but if you're a mom tara and i'm a mom we are different moms because of our identity who you identify as in that role i identify as an active, present, patient um, mom. So if I'm very intentional with my identity, then my mindset gets to pick up the pieces and make the game plan. If you are a present mom, then you will put your phone down right now. If you are a patient mom, you will get down on your knees and ask him if he needs a hug during the tantrum. If you are an active mom, you will involve your kids on that run and you won't complain about it because it's who you are. So love this. When you don't know, a lot of people will say that their roles or they'll tell me, I don't know who I am because they understand the question is not about your roles. It's about who you are in the role. And they'll say, I don't know. If you don't know who you are, how are you going to tap into the ambition to start a business? Right. You have to know that that's just who you are. And, and it, it's like, it's part of me. I wouldn't even even understand like the correct term to use. But if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And it's my husband's, I've asked him, I'm like, what's your favorite part about me? He says, you set a goal and you bring it to life every single time. And, yeah. and I do, it's just, and I honestly think because I've had such a hard childhood, but I'm just like, if I can make it through that, <laughs> I can get through this mean comment on Instagram. Like I'm right. all right. Right. So, but knowing who you are, Um, Everyone has an identity, everyone, even if you don't know, you just may not like your identity. And if you don't like your identity, you're absolutely struggling with shame. And which is why it's all together in my program. So starting, even if it's, um, okay, I don't know who I am. Let's start from there. Yeah. Examine and really pay attention to any time you mentally think I am, or you say out loud, I am what is, what's the popular message? Just scroll Instagram for a second. What's the popular message of identities on Instagram? I am exhausted. I am overwhelmed. I am burnt out. I am resentful. I am on and on and on and on and on. And the problem with that is a lot of those are emotions. Overwhelm is emotion. Stressed, anxious, depressed is emotion. So even if you've been diagnosed with depression, you are not depressed. Mm. You battle depression, right? You're still the conscious being (laughs) that gets to live life, make choices and be who you want to be, even if that's something you battle. So over identifying with emotions, overwhelm, exhaustion, anxious is a problem because you're deciding it's who you are. And once you've decided it's who you are, I'm a firm believer that your mindset it's coming from your identity. It's how I coach and identity plus mindset equals actions is my little formula. So if your identity is, I am anxious, your mindset is focusing like tunnel vision on all of the things that, that make could you, possibly make you yeah. anxious. Yeah. And then your actions are, I can't do that because what if this happens? And we're then we're paralyzed. We feel frozen. We feel stuck because identity all along is just so deep rooted in that anxiousness but again going back to experiences it comes from somewhere it the question of what's wrong with me is so inaccurate it's there's nothing wrong with you it's what's happened to you and there's a whole book on that it's called what happened to you um oprah winfrey and dr harry i can't remember his last name at this second but um it's an incredible book so anyway, but it's, it's the question of what's happened to you because you were born the baby loving themselves. Right. I'm going to learn to walk. I'm going to fall down and I'm going to keep trying <laughs> and I'm going to learn to talk. I'm going to babble. I'm going to stumble. I don't really care what other people think about me because I'm learning to talk right. until something happens to you. And it, it influences that. So knowing who you are, it is, it's a very deep question. Absolutely. But until you go there, and even if it's things you don't like, if you don't own something, you can't change it. Yeah. So if you, if you rent a white car, you don't get to go paint it pink because you're, you don't own that car. Yeah. If you buy a white car, you own it.
0: You can paint it wherever freaking can go. You want take yeah. the doors off, like whatever, that makes sense so when you originally said your role mm-hmm. i i think my mind was blank for a moment and then you started describing wife actually i i thought you know i i'm a business owner i'm a wife i'm a mother entrepreneur yeah entrepreneur those same those same things but then when you started going deeper the first thing i saw, thought and this is actually like a really sad statement i thought i am an absent mother because i work full time And, you know, as we've been talking, I'm like, oh, I don't think I have any guilt. I don't really, well, I've always known I have like mommy guilt, but I I didn't really associate that with necessarily shame. Mm -hmm. But I do. I have struggled since my kids were born. I have always known I wanted to own a business. I remember when I was in college, it was like my goal is to be a CEO of a fortune 500 company. Like what a weird 18 year old to say, but that was always my ambition Mm -hmm. and everything dramatically changed when I had my first daughter, um, but I also knew I wanted four kids. Like that was always a very clear on my path. Cause I love, I love all my siblings. We're all super similar. Like if, yeah. we didn't, if we weren't related, we would all be best friends. We're like the same person times five. So I, and I just love having a big family and I wanted that so much for my own kids and, and just my life. Um, but I do feel this, this immense guilt and shame, I guess, because in order to hit the goals that I want for the business, like I have to sacrifice somewhere. Right. Yeah. And so I'm not doing the carpool anymore. I'm not doing the school pickup and drop off. And, you know, for, for that mom who might be like me, who works full time and thinks I'm an absent mom, like, how do you, how do you answer that? Or how do you kind of respond to that?
1: So I really, I believe that we all have purpose within us. And I, I feel like this is my purpose. And motherhood is absolutely like a purpose for me. Like I, I find so much value in it and I I get so emotional talking about that. But anyway, I don't think we have to like put our dreams on hold and you don't get to pursue anything else because you're a mom. I know a lot of stay at home moms that are not present with their kids and they're home with them all day. Mm. You could see that anywhere. Dad's scrolling their phone, mom's scrolling their phones right in front of their kids. Like they're not present. So our kids don't need, in my opinion, the quantity of time yeah. if they're getting the quality of time. And that's something I, I just believe within my mindset. And again, mindset is perception. So I, I do work close to full time between social media and coaching and gosh, like all of that. And I've noticed, um, just this month because I hired a babysitter this month. It's my first time working with going babysitter. And I, I told myself, why am I working so much when the initial goal was $400 to stay home? Right. Why, why am I doing this? And I know, I know because I feel so strongly called to help other families. I get hundreds of messages every single day on social media of moms changing their lives. I've changed their family. They're so much happier as a mother. And I, I don't want to let all that go because my kids have a happy mom, right? My kids can have a happy present mom when I'm not working and we get, We do have, I feel, quantity and quality of time, but there I do have to do my phone calls. My husband works full time. So understanding like I can still give my kids quality time. That's how you get out of a negative mindset. Oh my God, I don't give my kids enough. I'm not a good enough mom, which is also a shame, but getting out of that is focusing on what you can do. I can stay present for this 15 minutes that they asked me to do this thing with them. I can make it a priority to jump on the trampoline for 10 minutes a day. And you just like, you start where you're at. And personally, I'm, I'm backing off of one on one coaching, um, in the new year. So I'm going to start group coaching in January, not because I don't love what I do, but because being a mom is, it's just as important to me as anything else. So in group coaching, I can help more women. I can spend, I mean, even doing like three live calls in my group every week. I'd be spending a third of the time that I do one-on-one coaching. So I do usually about 30 hours of one-on-one calls a week. And that's not including social media. I work over full time because I, I was like, go, 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 go. And now I see I'm such a great mom and I'm such a great coach and I need better boundaries. Yeah. I don't, I don't shame myself, right? Don't, if you shame yourself, I'm an absent mother. It's important to recognize where you want improvement negativity is a healthy part of human mental wellness, right? Healthy part. However, we're not meant to live there. You're not meant to just believe I'm an absent mom and then be around your kids and feel absent. Like it's my negativity showing me where, what needs improvement, what's not working. And then my positivity says I can fix that. Let me, let me turn off by five, six, whatever, like all, all of these things. Cause I, I want you to run your business. Your business helps people. Like, <laughs> you're helping families. This is an amazing thing. I'm helping people. It's an amazing thing. And we can grow as much as we want. But then we have to ask ourselves the
0: other parts of it too. And I love what you say about quality over quantity, because um, mm-hmm. I, I have worked since my kids have been born full time. And I, prior to starting Dreamline Baby, I was in a couple of roles where I was traveling like almost Monday through Friday, like on a plane pretty mm-hmm. much. And, um, you know, I, and I've had conversations with my husband over the years, like, he's like, why did you want four kids? If you're never here, if you're always working. And like, I think some of that shame comes from him. Um, he was married prior to us and, um, his ex-wife stayed home. So it was like a very different experience for him. He had always Mm -hmm. wanted me to stay home, but I was like, that's not who I am. (laughs) Like I was very clear on that. And he was like, all right, like do whatever makes you happy. But I do think there's always that little bit of like, I'm letting him down because I know what he wants for the kids and kind of for me, he's always supported mm-hmm. me, but there's always that tension. But the first two years of Dreamland Baby, um, I, I was with the kids full time because we, you know, we the way we set up our family, like my income goes toward a nanny and his income goes toward like paying for the house. And yeah. Since I, I didn't make any money for two years, um, I you know it was full time. I was with the kids, and I remember during that time we had I forget what happened, but there was something that came up. And every night my husband would come home at like seven forty five, and the kids go to bed at eight o'clock. And he would go yeah. into the room for fifteen minutes, maybe ten, and he'd tell him a funny story. And the story in the story would be them, like they'd be the main. Yeah. Story. The my family. husband does that too. It's the sweetest thing. It's so sweet. But the ironic thing was I was with them for eight hours every day and he'd come in for 15 minutes. And then one of them told me one day, I think they were mad at me and they said, well, because daddy's so much fun and he pays attention to us. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Like just my life to you. But it really was, I think at that time I was just like quickly trying to drive kids and then get back on the computer right? to do both. And so I really probably wasn't present. And then my husband came home and for those 15 minutes, he was so locked in and engaged. So it is that absolute, even though it's a short time, that's mm-hmm. what like in their mind. So I love that. So, okay, we, gosh, this is such a great conversation. I could have talked to you forever. Last, last point you have on here is how to change your mindset. I feel like we talked about this a little bit, but is there anything more we want to touch on that point? Yeah, absolutely. So
1: come up with an identity, come up with an identity, envision the mom that you want to be. What does she do? What does she what is what's her personality like her traits, her qualities? How would you describe that? Is she present, optimistic, active, intentional, productive? Like what, what does she do? Get that I am statement in order, write it out, put it all over your freaking house. I don't care. Notes of your phone, sticking out in your car, anywhere. Another powerful one is when you're in a really good mood, do a voice recording on your phone of the I am statement. And then whenever you feel down, listen to it. It's your voice. It's you. It, it's just a different. You were in a different headspace when you when you recorded it, and it can just help so much. Um, yeah. But every morning in the mirror, I want you to practice your I am statement and just start your day that way. And you can't say, "I don't have time for that." My kids wake me up in the morning. Who freaking cares? Your kids wake you up in the morning. Give them two seconds. Yeah, it takes two seconds to go to a mirror and say, "I am intentional. I am productive. I can do this. I am proud of myself." Like I any of that. So anyway, do that, come up with positive affirmations, all of your limiting beliefs, understanding where they come from experiences. It's very, very helpful to getting to the roots. But even if you don't know, like, where does this belief come from? I don't know. That doesn't mean you can't change it. (laughs) So you'll start some positive affirmations. And those are going to sound like going back into the headspace of who you want to be. If she's having a hard moment, what does she need to hear? This is something I can handle. I am doing the best I can. Like those are my back pocket affirmations, 100%. And I say them every single day throughout the day, I'm doing the best I can. And then it reminds me, oh yeah, he's doing the best he can too. Like <laughs> it, it just helps to add intentional thoughts. So come up with some positive affirmations that will just pick you back up. And ones that you actually believe it, it's, you can't feel like you're lying to yourself. None of this is lying to yourself. None of it. It's just proving to yourself why this is true and why this is false. And you may not like, if I told, if one of my swaps, for example, this would be awful, is to just say, if there's a task you don't want to do, folding laundry, tell yourself, I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to work out, even though you know I don't want to work out. I don't want to fold the laundry. I'm excited to do it. That's not going to work. Right. But what does work is I'm excited to get that done, to have it done out of the visual sight, the workout's done. I don't have to do it again. It's focus on the accomplishment, the completion, the productivity, the intentionality that goes behind it and create things like that. So I have tons of these, um, what could be considered affirmations, swaps, all of that on my Instagram account. Um, If you struggle with anger, I have a whole highlight bubble saved on that. If you need more tools like through journaling, I have a highlight on that. I have a highlight on negativity and where it comes from again, talking about hardship. So lots of just resources available. And although I'm not taking on clients for September through until the new year, um, you can start there, start somewhere, right. And then in the new year, do my group coaching program.
0: (laughs) Girl preach. Okay. So where, if people are looking for you, where can they find you? Yeah.
1: So Instagram's the best way to find me right now. And that's Tessa Romero,
0: T-E-S-S-A
1: Romero, R-O-M-E-R-O underscore. Apparently someone else had that name. So I put an underscore there. <laughs> um, that's where my Instagram's at. You can, you can message me there. My email's also linked there. So you can email me. Um, I'm going to be releasing all of my details for coaching on there. So I really run everything there. Um, I have my workout guide for sale on my website. So bodybymommy.com is my website. If you want to see what resources I already have available there, you can find them there. Um, And Body by Mommy is actually the business that I started, got an LLC on it and everything. And then I changed my coaching program to Mind
0: Body Alignment. But after already having an LLC, I'm like I'm not changing all that. So, well, but here's the, here's the tip on that. You can do a, it's a DBA, doing business as, so you can basically have any. Oh. Yep. Write that down okay. doing business as <laughs> so um I feel like uh, everybody listening is going to really be interested for our quick fire round on what you're doing because you are the model of positivity and productivity and like being your best self. so let's jump into that what are you currently binging on tv
1: Oh gosh, that's such a terrible question to ask me. So I don't watch much TV. I, I, I knew it. I was going to say, this girl doesn't watch TV. There's no way. I know. don't. I don't. We watched, um, what did we watch? I, I love movies. Like romantic comedies, love them so much. But I'll go back to like Runaway Bride. Like <laughs> if I want a good wrong. Oh, okay. So, so um, anyway, yeah, I don't watch much TV. And it's really just protecting my headspace is why I do it. All right, this is going to be a better one for you. What's the most recent mm-hmm. book you've read? recent book right now. I'm currently reading you are the placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And before that, it was the book of the book of forgiving. It's right on my nightstand, the book of forgiving. And I don't know how to say his first name. It's spelled M P H <laughs> O two, two is his last name to It's incredible. He gives four simple steps to forgiveness. Um, totally such a good one. So those are my two reasons. I love that.
0: Um, how about your best productivity app?
1: So I, the best thing that helps me on my phone is screen limits and that's just built into the phone. So it's not another app, but I set screen limits. So I have downtime where my phone, all my apps close. It just helps keep me accountable. Um, I have limits on social media. So I know like four hours a day, I get to work on social media after that you're done and it helps So
0: screen limits. It's my best app for sure. That's amazing. Um, I'm going to have to use that. And what Um, about your go-to de-stressor? Oh, that's such a good one.
1: Um, a walk, taking my kids on a walk, which is why I, I struggle with like seasonal blues. I don't, it's seasonal depression, but I call it blues because I don't really get depressed. But I, I have a hard time in the winter where I live because it snows. So we can't go on walks. Um, so I have to take precautions to that where it's like I light a candle. I always open my, my blinds. So my house has good lighting. We'll jump on the trampoline if there's no snow on it um, anything or like being in my garden is, is so good, but that's why winter's harder for me because I don't have some of those things, but yeah. journaling is also a really good de-stressor for me. Absolutely.
0: I love that. Tessa, this was amazing thing. I have all these notes. Thank you so much for <laughs> this today. Hey, thank you, Tara. And the whole community. I appreciate you
1: guys um, listening and I hope to connect more. Bye.